want to be an echo of your peace. May I always seek much more to give than to receive. May I offer healing as you have healed me. And may I be an echo of your peace. Hello, my friend. It's good to gather with you right now and take a little time. And as we approach the Feast of Francis, or maybe it's already after that feast, which is October 4th. Earlier, we celebrated the Feast of Clare with each other and continue to share the incredible depth of wonder and work and care and insight of our Franciscan tradition and the two that we call our founders. A little bit about Francis right now that seems so significant for me today as I read the gospel of this day. In it, uh, Jesus has just asked his disciples to forgive as God would forgive and to forgive completely. It can be an absolutely overwhelming task. And in their honesty, the apostles say, Lord, increase our faith. And then he replies to you and me a really simple statement. If you have faith like the size of a mustard seed, you would say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Well, maybe as a child, I believe in that story. And maybe that story's challenges that I would be a child. Francis of Assisi, in his great celebration of life, as he experienced God's mercy and forgiveness deep within him, began to understand that he is and each of us are children of the same God. Each of us in all creation are creatures, sisters and brothers of one creator, this incredibly loving creator who sent his son so that those of us who are gifted and graced and all of us in one way or another probably to believe in him would have eternal life. In other words, we would somehow go through the veil of suffering and sin and forgiveness and and in the midst of all of our struggles in life, live in a land of light and happiness and peace. The final banquet table that really is ours. All this, (laughs) it's a lot more than a mulberry tree, isn't it? So welcome back. Greg and I welcome you back and happy feast of St. Francis when all of this is spread out on the table for us. All of this is our banquet. Of all things, this morning I was meditating on the cross, a deep meditation of Francis, and I was almost embarrassed. I thought, gee, I want to share with people something of the cross. And I thought, the world is so painful right now. Possibly your life has been or is right now. So who wants to return to the cross? And then for those of us as Christians who learned a lesson, only half of which was the forgiveness of our sins through the cross and the radical suffering that Christ went through for us, we might have missed the whole complete and primary message that God so loved the world that he came for us that we might be saved and redeemed by his love. The love that transforms and changes washes away everything that would ever have been an offense in our life. Actually, to one another as well as to God. 
This is the basis of Christian forgiveness, indeed all forgiveness, that somehow a quality, a capacity, a kindness that allows us to begin to be forgiving women and men begins to come rise up from out deep within us when we realize that we truly are not only forgiven, but we have the mercy of God poured out for us in Jesus Christ. St. Francis said he wanted to know nothing else but Christ crucified. We might say, what a miserable life wandering around with that on your mind all the time. Uh, until you and I allow ourselves to go deep in this cruciform reality, the crossover of God into our lives, God entering again into creation, into your life and my life today, into the world of post-Ian and the terrible time of that incredible movement of a hurricane, the ongoing war in Ukraine and what seems like only lies in Russia, unfortunately. The people trying to rise up there and resist and in other places as well when they're trying to resist lack of truth, resist lack of life and light and unity and forgiveness and real justice. That is the message of the cross. The cross is a unitive message, ironically proclaimed in the divisiveness of a time when nation was against religion, religion struggling with the nation. You and I are born into a time over and over again when we, like Francis, turn our eyes to that which might help us understand and realize that God has crossed over for us in Jesus Christ into eternal life. This is what we celebrate when we celebrate the Feast of Francis that some little guy in Assisi a long time ago found the simple passage, which is to say the unitive passage which is to say there's one door, one gate, one way. Now, when that's said, I don't mean to restrict anybody else in the passage, nor do I in any way believe Christianity leaves out others who haven't yet proclaimed Christ or may never. <laughs> God is larger than that, and Christ certainly was for all of us. Not only laying down his life for us, being, but being lifted up again by the Father and in the Spirit forming the liveliness of a church that's primary practice and habit needs to be one of forgiveness and reconciliation, being peace bearers in our world. What an incredible gift we have as men and women of the good news and uh, Francis, this ragtag guy and his friend Claire and others, women and men of their time who caught it, got it, began to understand it, feel it, find it, and Wanda found it as a primary basis for life again and foster it in the world. How? Not only by words but actions and by honest-to-goodness daily trying to forgive each other and themselves. Fundamental to our Franciscan life is Francis's stories to his early brothers in our way of life, asking us to forgive one another, show mercy to one another, and for our leaders to never stop forgiving us our failings so that we would return to our way of life. We would find life together again.
So, my friends, after all of that excitement <laughs> and the joy of the gospel that truly is ours, I invite you to look on, if you are Christian, upon the cross during this Feast of Francis time and not see your sins, but see someone who's lifted you above that. It's hard to believe, you know. We hold on to some things, and some of them are really our dark passages and our brokenness. And Jesus says, let go of that. Let God be lifted up into light. Leave behind the others and come follow me. Into a world and a passage of freedom and peace and healing for others. Too much to believe? Well, yeah, you know, like faith enough to lift up a mulberry bush and plant it in the ocean. I don't know. I don't think Jesus is asking us to do the impossible. Rather, here in other places and with Francis of Assisi, he's asking us to be a child again and see with new eyes forgiveness beyond failure, faith beyond darkness and emptiness, love, love part out for us beyond all other loves that has conquered all through peacefulness, forgiveness, and mercy. My friends, let us rejoice in a world broken that there is a wholeness that we can find, form, shape, and pass on to others. This is Dan Riley and Greg Lacamelli greeting you again from our clouds and sunlight today. <laughs> And passing on to you the peace of Jesus Christ. Let us now be still. And know that God is. Let us be still and know. Let us be still. My sisters and brothers, let us be. And in receiving mercy. Let us be mercy for others. Pace bene. Pace bene. Father Dan has written a new book called Franciscan Lexio. Franciscan Lexio is for everyone on a spiritual journey who longs to see the world more beautifully and deeply and to become more attentive and present. Wherever we sit, there's a world and a life to read. And the Word of God is alive and active, not only in reading, but also in our hearing, listening, 
and seeing everything around us. Learn more about the book and the experience of Franciscan Lexio on our website at mountainonline.org book. That's mountainonline.org book.